Joining us now on the Newsmakers line uh, as uh, the craziness continues in the uh, oldest continuously operating elective body in the Western Hemisphere, the Virginia General Assembly. She presides over the Senate, uh, and it's got to be quite a view from uh, her dais. She is the Lieutenant Governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Winsome Sears. Good morning, Winsome. Happy New Year. How are you doing this morning? Everyone and um, you know, I just had some uh, prayer actually, so I'm I'm refreshed. I'm refreshed, tired Good. but refreshed. And you talk about the craziness that's happening here. Let me tell you, uh, once again, the Democrats defeated the fentanyl bill. Yep. That if you're a drug dealer and you deal fentanyl and it causes someone to die, you're going to prison. They said no. What they, what, what these drug dealers need is some kind of social service help. Are you kidding me? How about we get you the help after we put you in prison? That way you can't hurt anyone else. You can't murder anyone else's child. Winsome, and this really puzzles me because these are often same the same people who will say we need to make it possible for people to go after the manufacturer of a firearm, um, you know, to, to stop firearms from causing trouble. Uh, last time I checked, more Virginians die of fentanyl poisoning than they do uh, firearm-related uh, injuries, and yet they, they uh, I think it was Senator Boisco said, well, you know, these kind of punishments don't ever stop the bad behavior. Well, that's not what they say when they're going after, you know, guns. Exactly. So what she's saying and what their, uh, what their, uh, um, apparently their MO is, is that we need to empty the prisons and empty the jails. Well, Joe, they're doing that in New York. And how is that working out for them? Exactly. Yeah. I don't go. So you see. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't go we back don't to my hometown. New York South. Well, let me ask you this, and we just saw that happen in Fairfax, one of these progressive prosecutors, uh, even even uh, the ICE officers under the direction of the Biden administration said this Honduran national who had already been arrested for sexually assaulting a kid, um, you know, and they said to Fairfax County, don't let this guy go, and they the, the progressive prosecutor, Descano, let him go anyway, and... And then he winds up assaulting an ICE officer and uh, hilarity, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, ensues. This is lawlessness on steroids. You you know, Joe, um, there is good news. The good news is that there is God in heaven and Mm. he will eventually make things right. But in the meantime, what are we doing? You know, this guy, Toscano, the Commonwealth attorney up there, he was reelected. And they have re-elected some of these very same school boards who are voting against our children, mm-hmm. who are voting against parents and their responsibilities. I mean, they're putting these sorts of filth, filthy books in the schools, and they, we, we kept voting for them anyway. I, I don't understand what we're doing. We have to, as people, wake up and say, what kind of a world do we want to live in? Um, you know, we can't just always be... Uh, uh, against this, against this, against this, but then we don't show up at right. the polls. Elections have consequences. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, and, you know, it's funny. We were talking about Mark Peek uh, with Mark Peek yesterday morning right before the Courts of Justice Committee and they uh, and all of these gun-grabbing bills, uh, you know, the assault weapon this and you know, waiting periods and all these things that they passed through, uh, but they got rid of uh, Senator McGuire's constitutional carry uh, bill. But right before the committee met, uh, Senator Peek was on with us, and he said, Joe, our problem is turnout. He said, he said we have this great presidential turnout, um, 2.2 million people in Virginia voted for Donald Trump, 2.1 turned out and voted for you guys, you and, and Jason and Governor Yunkin. Uh, he said, but, you know, we, we see this massive turnout drop off. How do we fix that, Winston? We, we, the same thing is true with our school choice in there, our, our Virginia Education Opportunity Alliance that was trying to help get school choice to the governor's desk last year. How do we get that turnout up for these general assembly races? Well, if we know that a stadium is successful because they filled all, let's say, 10,000 seats, because seats means ticket sales, which means success. Well, we know that we've got to get ballots in hand. That is Joe, that mm-hmm. is it. That is it. There's nothing else. If you don't get a ballot in the hand, then we're not going to be successful because when it comes right down to it, it's a numbers game. Who can get their ballots in the hands? Not even the people to the polls, but the ballots in the hands. And what do I mean by that? I'm talking about absentee ballots. That's how the Democrats are winning because make no mistake, they have the same problem that we do getting people to vote. But they have found the solution. And the solution was to mail the ballots to them because the ballot is coming to your house, folks. Whether you like it or not, it's coming to your house. Whether you remember it or not, it's coming to your house. It's going to come 45 days before every general election. It's going to come 45 days before every special election. Every primary election, you're going to get a ballot. That is the idea, and they have successfully gotten ballots in the hands because who's most likely to vote joe mm-hmm. the person who has to come to the poll or the person whose ballot is sitting on the kitchen table for 45 days oh you know what i gotta fill that out oh i didn't fill that out oh i'll fill that out tomorrow oh i'll get to it you see what i mean yeah 45 days winsome sears is on with us and considering that that we now know from last week's testimony before congress that the whole six foot social distancing thing was just made up out of thin air. Tony Fauci said it. It was a lie. Right. And so can't can't we please, I begged the governor on the air, I said, please, an executive order canceling the 45 days of early voting, and then we'll bring it back to the legislature and let them decide it. But we know it was a lie. We know that there was no science behind we can't have polling places open with a, a line of people signing up. Um, so can't we just use that as a fulcrum to pull the plug on this 45-day craziness? No, he doesn't have, the governor doesn't have the authority to unilaterally uh, go against uh, uh, a law. It is the law and he cannot be the law unto himself. So that's why we have to get different people in office in the General Assembly so that we can have a different vote. That's it. So folks, I beg you, please go down to your registrar and sign up to be an absentee ballot on the permanent absentee ballot list. Um, uh, or you can just go online, tippity-tappity-tippity-tap on those uh, clickers on your laptop, 
and sign up from there. I did it. And when I tell you, I forgot all about it. I forgot even that I'd done it. My ballot was there. My husband said, your ballot came. I said, my ballot came. What? And there it was, as I said, sitting on the kitchen table. And I opened it up, Joe, and it gave me all kinds of instructions. And it said, uh, uh, you know, click here, click there. And then at the end, guess what? There was a stamp already on an envelope already addressed. All I had to do was lick the envelope closed. Mm -hmm. I could mail it. I could even take it down to the registrar. I could even wait and take it on election day. I had options. That's what we have to do. Same thing. Well, we also have to get folks registered, and uh, we're gonna. This is gonna be a special presentation of the 8:30 news, brought to you by our friends at the Goods Feed Store in the shops at Stonefield. It is 29 degrees outside of the Automated Office System Studios at 8:30. Visiting with Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, and uh, you know, Winsome, we talk about the voting, but you know, they they also went out and found all those. Uh, uh, eligible but unregistered voters. We need to find those, and we need that voracious get-out-the-vote campaign. Um, you know, and, and we need to show, I think we also need to show the results. I watched a lot of this in 2023 20, uh, where people are like, yeah, I, I don't know if I believe them this time. You know, they say they're going to. But, but we, you know, I think with folks like you, we can make the case that you know, we can really make some changes if we get these people in uh, in the next General Assembly race. But we also have to, you know, do what we can in the congressional and presidential races this year, we have a Senate seat up for grabs. Um, what about being that we election have, official? All the yeah, and we have all the congressional races up as well. We've got it. You know, we just have we have a new um, congresswoman in Virginia Beach, Jen Kiggins. We've got to get her back in office again. And they're gunning for that seat. Mm-hmm. They are determined to get that seat. We have to do everything we can. And guess what? On election night, uh, two years ago when she was elected, she was down by, um, what is it, 14,000 votes. There were 17,000 votes that were cast absentee ballots, and the Democrats had already voted 14,000 people. This wow. is what we're talking about. Yep. We have got to do better. And by the way, we have been cleaning up the, um, the voter rolls. We found that there were people who were still on the rolls since 1960, and we got rid of about a, like 18,000 people uh, during for that period of time, from that period of time until forward. There were about, I, I can't remember the numbers now, but something like 50 or no, maybe 30,000 people who were seemed to be registered elsewhere and registered here. And we had to ascertain where are you actually voting, where are you actually living. So we're doing that. We, we, are, we want to restore the confidence. Don't worry about that. We've got to worry about each other getting ourselves an absentee ballot, please, because rain or shine or snow or sleet, we're like the postman. We've got <laughs> to get the ballots in the hands. And I want to last talk about my, well, it's not my bill. I sponsored it because I can't carry a bill anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but education excellence for all. Yeah. This is where the rubber reached the road as well. We've got to get our children educated. And that means parents have to be in the driver's seat. When did I, as a parent, give you, the school board, all of my responsibility to, to, to educate my child? No. I send my child to school. I want them to have a good education. 
but I'm still in charge. I'm always in charge. And the way to be in charge is for me to have the money to decide where to send my child to school. Yep. That's it. That is it. That's end of story. We have it with everything else. We have it with Medicaid, Medicare. It's public money that goes to private institutions, private doctors. We have it with uh, Section 8 housing. Public money goes to private landlords. We have it in, in, in just so many things. That's SNAP food benefit. Public money that goes to private grocery stores. Why can't we have public money as parents in our hands deciding well. where to send our child to school? If it's still the public school, hey, that's wonderful. You made that decision as a parent. If it's a private school, you made that decision as mm-hmm. a parent. If it's homeschooling, you made that decision as a parent. But this is how we break the monopoly on our own children. We parents are in charge. But if we don't show up, well, we have to. And, and that's what frustrated me last year in the General Assembly is we had Republicans working against this. And, and I think, you know, we're more united. But uh, I don't know if the uh, can we pry a couple of Democratic votes off to, to get this passed? Because it's just a one seat uh, transition Not on either side. Not this year. Not this year. And by the way, no, because no. Everything changed. We did not win the Senate, and we did not keep the House. Everything changed. So uh, remember now, most of these people who won as Democrats, they were the ones who primaried the incumbents. So you know Mm -hmm. they're way over left. You're not going to get anything out of them. Otherwise, they're going to remember that they will be primary. So not a chance. And that bill dies. And by the way, we tailored our new bill our education choice, our parents making the choice, we tailored it because last year we had it totally open, uh, you know, um, Mm -hmm. every parent, et cetera, et cetera. They said, the Democrats said, you know, we'll vote for this if you bring it back with um, mostly low-income salary Then we'll vote for it. It It didn't. It didn't. They still voted against it Shocked. because they were lying to us. Yep. But we at least have them on the board. Now we said just for those who are low income, no matter if you're black, you're white, whatever you are, low income, you get first dibs as a parent. Nope. They said no. They stood in the doorway and said no. So the Senate bill is dead. Dead, not coming back. But the House bill is still alive. It has to get through the House. We'll see what happens. Well, hopefully, we hopefully we can pry at least one vote and then let the lieutenant governor, because I'm, I think she's pretty on board with this. Uh, she is Winsome Sears. Winsome, it's so good to catch <laughs> up with you. Uh, and uh, I have to run, and I know you've got a busy schedule as well. Keep whipping them yeah. into shape, uh, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you very much, and God bless all of you.